0: Welcome to the Teacher Forest podcast and in today's episode we are going to look at Marie Kondo and the cluttered classroom My name is Alfonso Mangubat and I am the host of this podcast Recently, my Facebook feed has seen an influx of Marie Kondo articles, her book, and snippets of old articles written about her KonMari method of decluttering your household and your life. Seeing all those posts, I decided to watch an episode of Tidying Up with Marie Kondo on Netflix, just to see what all the fuss was about. True enough, the show did not disappoint From the opening scene and all the way up to the moment of deconstruction, Marie Kondo was in full form. She pats books to bring out their energy, kneels and meditates on the carpet, and thanks the house. Yes, the house becomes a person here. For sheltering its occupants, and thanks each and every item for sparking joy, at least once, or bringing it back to the owner. That one episode was all very zen to me, and it made me reflect on the state of my classroom before, during, and the end of this school year. We've all been there. The start of our in-service training excites us, and we are filled with burning energy and passion to face the new school year. Our coordinators assigned the rooms we'll be in for the next 10 months and we're given a whole afternoon to think about our classroom layout. We'd identify important spaces such as the library, the computer or media center, materials bin. And after identifying those key spaces, we then identify our walls and the graphic organizers or anchor charts that need to go up maybe throw in a birthday wall and class chart or jobs or what's the other or what's the weather today board up all throughout this process we imagine the flow of our students as they move from one area of the classroom to the other we go on pinterest for ideas and inspirations and by the end of our in-service training and just before the school year starts we take a step back and marvel at the beauty of our classroom and how it energizes us to brace ourselves for the first day of the school year and for the next 10 months. Along the way, our classrooms become clutter traps, especially when work begins to pile up and we unconsciously delegate pieces of work and projects to one corner of our table and the classroom. From that table corner or classroom corner, it starts growing and moves to every nook and cranny. And it's only three months of teaching and checking when we finally notice the amount of clutter we have. To be honest, I for one have fallen into the classroom clutter trap many, many, many times. I'm generally neat and organized, but there are days when I need to shove work to one side for something more pressing. Other times, this is true when I was given my first classroom, it's through poor planning, layout, and design of the room. The worst instance, though, is poor classroom routine implementation. When my classroom feels cluttered, I feel as though the walls have shrunk, and there's not a lot of space for students and teachers to move around. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable knowing that there are parts of the room that are an eyesore, or are disorganized. It makes everyone uneasy, and that flow you feel at the start of the school year is now broken. Everybody is restless, and you don't feel positive anymore. There is no, so to speak, joy in the classroom, and it's as if the classroom feng shui has been broken. When this happens, I've learned it is important to stop and spend a few minutes, or maybe an hour to stop and reevaluate the classroom layout. Basing everything on experience, I've done my own maricondo moments inside my classroom. Sometimes I would need help from a fellow teacher or a coordinator to help me rethink about my classroom space. And when they do help, I pick up tips on how to keep the spaces in my classroom clean. Everything should have a purpose. That's the first thing I learned from my PYP coordinator. The moment you mount that first poster, it should have a significance or purpose inside the classroom. It may be a flat object, but it should spark students to learn, to think, to question and to work. All too many times we fill up our classroom with all manners of trinkets and bric-a-brac without our students having ever set foot inside it. Do you really need that fancy artifact that has no relation to any unit at all? Those kitten posters with inspirational messages, does it need to go up or can you inspire students through their work and their own creative ways? Are you decorating your classroom just so it could be Pinterest worthy, or is it for the learner's sake? Think about each item inside your classroom and toss it out if it doesn't spark learning. Name your classroom. This tip came from PD I attended. The workshop leader, Helen Marshall, talked about naming parts of your classroom. An example of this working is, let's, say, let's take my social studies classroom. You look at the library, and instead of calling it the library, you'd name it something interesting like the Library of Alexandria. The meeting area could become the Roman Forum, and common areas or working areas could become Da Vinci's workshop. When we name our classroom spaces that way, we put a mental picture of how we want it to look and feel. The mental picture of that space also becomes a guide of the materials we want solely in that area. And when we know those items do not belong there, it's time to ask you or your students to remove it. Invest in bins. Bins are a godsend, and I've been telling myself to invest in some really good ones in the past. Bins can do almost everything. It can hold paper items, materials, classroom accessories, and, when stacked together, keep everything neat and organized. When I step inside a classroom filled with bins, or at least a corner of it dedicated just for storage, I know this teacher is serious about keeping things orderly. With the school year wrapping up in a few months, it's time to rethink all that clutter inside your classroom. Maybe there are places you've purposely turned a blind eye to, but don't forget that there are countless research that have been done on student performance and the classroom environment. Thus, take the time to look at your classroom, check the spaces for any clutter, and go on and fix it. It doesn't have to be a total revision of your current look, but a few adjustments here and there to make the room feel less cramped and to spark more learning and, most especially in Marie Kondo's words, joy. And that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it and really got you to think about decluttering your classroom and rethinking the space in it. Once again, I'm Alfonso Mangubat, and I am the Teacher Forest podcast host. Thank you, and have a good day. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.